Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong. And I'm Nathan Taylor. Welcome to Earthlink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Region 3. So what do you have for us this month, Nathan? Well, Jenny, for me, it's just a short segment to talk about the 9th India Film Festival of Alberta, which will will be returning to Calgary September 8th to the 10th. And I have two interviews. First is with Yuli Carval Pereira, an artist with an exhibit currently on at Arts Commons. And uh, after that is an interview with director Christine Aesop for the musical Carrie, based on the Stephen King novel from the 70s. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. Today, I have an artist with an exhibit at the Arts Commons Plus 15 Galleries called Under Skin. So welcome, and can you introduce yourself and tell me a bit about yourself? Hi, Jenny. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so honored to be here. So my name is Julie, an visual artist who's very proud of my Latin roots. I was born in Colombia, and I just arrived to Calgary five years ago. Since that, I was always trying to do some art, even that I was so busy with school and work. I was always trying to do some work. And I was connecting to so many companies and associations like Art Commons, Hispanic Art, and I have been achieving with them. So thank you so much for the opportunity, and I hope you guys can see this big opening. And so you have an art exhibit currently at the Arts Commons um, Plus 15 Galleries and is going until September 4th. Can you tell me about about the exhibit? Yes, this exhibit has several artists with different backgrounds. And in my personal exhibit window, I have so many pieces that I call the whole group under skin because they are focusing on feelings as an immigrant and also to empower women. So I have so many pieces that I like to show. Even the window has some broken mirror in the floor that is like showing those steps when you arrive to a new country and you struggle with a new language, you struggle making friends, finding jobs, and making your life comfortable. So I wanna like, Pass those feelings to the viewer, and I hope everyone enjoyed this. And can, <clears throat> sorry, uh, can you talk a bit more about your Latin roots and uh, how it is reflected in your art? Yes. So as I said before, I was born in Colombia, and in the city where I grew up, we don't have seasons, so it was always tropical place, very warm. And I try to express those colors or those feelings in the colors that I paint. So I always have pieces with vibrant colors and nature as well. So when I paint, I try to connect with my family. And and I feel like art is my therapy because sometimes you feel alone and you don't know what to do or you have anxiety or things like that. So when I paint or when I draw, I try to connect with my family through art. And so you arrived in Calgary five years ago. What brought you to the city? 
Yeah, absolutely. I did arrive five years ago just pursuing a new dream, like trying to learn a new language. And and I was like excited to meet like so many people from different cultures. And I was falling in love with this city. So I was like, why not? Why not be established here? So then I was like bringing my husband to this country. And now we are trying to create our own home here. And so how has it been to uh, find uh, connections with uh, other people in the city for your work as well as for the art that you're making? Okay, uh, because at the beginning I was struggling a lot with the language barrier. Uh, I met some groups, like one of them was Spanish Arts, that is a non-profit association. And they help people like me or like you, like another foreign that cannot connect with the art or with communities because they don't know anything. So they were telling me a lot of things about like how to apply to grants, how to apply to a new exhibition. And through then I met our commons as well. And I know that this community is so big and they had so many opportunities for everyone. So if you are an artist and you are listening to this, please apply, don't get back. This city has so many opportunities for you. And you're part of the... RBC Emerging Visual Arts Program? Yes, I am. I, I am so glad that I received this email saying that I could participate. And right now, the bid opening it will be this August 24th. So everyone is invited to this. This is a free and public event. You can invite your friends, families, and everyone is welcome. Thank you for that. And so... What it's been like to participate in the program? Okay. Um, I was just like checking online about all the things that they are asking. And I was like, of course, I need to to be like more strong in my skills. So our commons has given me so many tools to apply in my project and connection. I will like, you can meet uh, several artists as well from different backgrounds. And the instructors, they are they had so many knowledge that you can just take for yourself and just apply into your art. And so uh, what is your d daily routine like when you are painting, when you think of the image that you want to create and when you go to achieve it in your painting? Okay. I don't know if, if this is the same for so many artists or it's just me, but I need to find the right moment, the right place, and the right feelings that I'm feeling in the moment because I need that vibe that made me just paint with the flow and draw anything that I'm feeling in the moment. So I need a lot of inspiration to paint. It's not like do this space and that's it. No, I need to focus in what I am feeling and transmit this to my painting. And when I paint, I try to separate my my life from from what I'm doing in my canvas or paper. And it's just a bunch of feelings on it. So 
I hope the viewer can understand a little bit of that. And yeah, I don't know what else. Well, over the summer at the, during the stampede, I saw one of your paintings at the Hispanic Arts. So can you tell me a bit about that one? It was the woman with the blindfold. Yeah, I was honored to be part of Hispanic Arts exhibition. That one is every year and it's called Mercado Exhibition. And this specific piece is called Introspection because of a woman that has a blind fabric in her eyes, she cannot see anything. So I was trying to create a piece that may feel like that you are trapped and when you cannot do things that you like, how will you feel? So just close your eyes and imagine a better world so you can see that in that piece uh, over the eyes, the flowers were coming up because I like to feel like some women are trapped in the houses and they cannot do things that they would like because they have so many responsibilities. Or when you suffer anxiety and you don't know what to do, when you are stressed out in your work. So I like to keep those feelings and I just transfer that to my painting. And I hope everyone connects with it because this, Piece, as I say, that is called introspection. Uh, try to recognize all the inside feelings and analyze himself. The exhibit was at the Hispanic Arts, which is located at the Lougheed building. Can you talk more about your uh, uh, involvement with Hispanic Arts? Yeah, for sure. I have been volunteering with them since 2019. And because they helped the Latin community, I was full connected with them. And I have been in different exhibitions as well with them. Right now, I I am no longer the administrator of that, but I still volunteer with it when I can or try to be involved with the community because as I am here, I like to connect with my Latin roots. And I feel Hispanic art is one of them. Um, I think uh, this is about the end of the interview. Anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? Thank you so much for the opportunity. And to all the artists that are listening this, please don't give up. You can just follow your dreams. Everything is possible. And everyone is invited to the bid opening to the RBC Emerging Visual Artists. So don't forget for August 24, you can just pass by to our commons and you can ask me any question if you see me. Okay. Thank you very Bye. much, uh, Yuli, for your time today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. That was my interview with Yuli Carval Pereira, an artist with an exhibit at Arts Commons Plus 15 Galleries. The artist reception, as Yuli said, took place on Thursday, August 24th. The exhibit can still be seen until September 4th, 2023. Well, from September 8th to the 10th at the Plaza Theater, the India Film Festival of Alberta will be returning. 
It uh, is the ninth time they've come through Calgary, and it is a traveling film festival. So they go to Edmonton, Red Deer, Sherwood Park, and Calgary. And I was taking a look at their website, which can be found at indiafilmfestival.ca, and thought I'd bring to you a couple of the more interesting-looking um, films. Dawn, from 1978, is an interesting-looking uh, cross between, I would say, Martin Scorsese's The Departed, or the original um, Asian film of that called The Infernal Affairs, uh, and also across uh, seemingly between that and uh, and a very interesting Canadian film called The Assignment, starring Ben Kin- Kingsley and uh, Donald Sutherland, about uh, a, an attempt to take down uh, the international criminal Carlos the Jackal by inserting an extreme lookalike. Uh, so these two films have a lot in common with this uh, 1978 movie called Dawn, and I just want to play you a little bit of the trailer for it because it does sound like it's a lot of fun. <laughs> डॉन को पकड़ना मुश्किल ही नहीं नामुमकिन हमारे तमाम आदमियों के नाम पते और टेलीफोन नंबर इस डायरी से मालूम हो सकते सीधी तरह गाड़ी चलाते रहो the plot basically is that the real power behind a criminal syndicate is actually the uh, right-hand man of uh, what you'd think would be the, the lead boss. So it's all about a uh, c- complex attempt to find a lookalike um, to take over. And when there's unexpected deaths and uh, the lookalike needs to go on the lam, well, all this uh, 70s action prevails. So I'd also like to mention that uh, it's good timing for this film because uh, about 13 days ago, the teaser trailer for Dawn 3 dropped on YouTube and it currently has 18 million views. So this is an interesting uh, um, decades spanning franchise. Please check out indiafilmfestival.ca for the 9th India Film Festival of Alberta, which will be taking place from September 8th to 10th at the Plaza Theatre in Calgary. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Arts Lake on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. Today, I am speaking with Christine A. Stop, uh, director of a play at Front Row Center Players. The play is Carrie the Musical. So welcome, Christine. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> so I guess how did you get in this role as the director? the director. Um, I've been doing theater, community theater, for about 10 years now. Um, I started doing props. I was a props fabricator. And as I kind of continued my journey, I stepped into different roles. And uh, well before the pandemic, I decided, hey, I'm going to try to direct one of these things. Um, And I submitted to Front Row Center, and I got to direct my first show. Um, And then did a couple other shows, and Carrie the Musical has kind of been a dream show of mine for a while, so I had submitted it uh, to Front Row, well, I think before the pandemic, and uh, they decided to do it. It got delayed a bit because of the pandemic, and now here we are, and we're going to do Carrie the Musical. I guess uh, some of us um, could have uh, seen uh, bits and pieces of the musical before, so can you uh, tell the audience who might not have read the book or seen the musical yet? Sure, sure. So um, I'm a horror nerd, and I come to Carrie from that sort of, like, lens. Um, Carrie the Musical uh, is about, it's kind of a coming-of-age story, I guess you could say, um, about a girl who has been terribly bullied her whole entire life, um, and she develops I'm not going to spoil it, but she develops some, perhaps some supernatural abilities 
um, that sort of allow her to take revenge upon those who have bullied her. And that's kind of, that's the gist. Okay. And tell me about the relationship between Carrie and her mother, Margaret, which is uh, sort of central to the uh, production. Absolutely. Um, so Carrie's upbringing, she uh, has been brought up by Margaret, who, Margaret White, her mother, who is quite a fanatical religious person and um, as such has really limited Carrie's sort of view on her womanhood, her body, any sort of any sort of thing that she sort of has has deemed sinful, quote unquote. Um, so things like puberty and what a, what a, a young woman might go through with puberty. It's uh, she believes Margaret believes that sex is a sin, obviously, and anything sort of related to that, she has kind of come down hard on Carrie, and she has used the Bible and a lot of Doc, doctrine that way to sort of try to control her daughter. And so I guess uh, reading the book or seeing uh, the musical online, it seems like that the, it's such a powerful role that both Carrie has as well as the uh, person who plays Margaret. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's actually one of the things that drew me to the musical is that... Um, all of the leading and supporting roles, most of them, are, are filled by women. And, um, yeah, in fact, all of the, the lead bully is a woman, or, or a young woman. And so for me, that was, that was a, a very big sort of draw, just to sort of deal with really powerful, in a lot of different types of ways, women and young women, and, and, and sort of how they navigate um, sort of a situation such as this. Um, yeah, and so I think, uh, so, so tell me how the musical unfolds, like there's uh, music as well as choreography. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, it's got a great little cast, cast, uh, cast. I have a great cast. Um, and the music is, how would I describe it? It kind of varies from like poppy and rocky to some really beautiful duets that particularly Carrie and Margaret will have. And while it's not a dance-heavy show like you would have with Cabaret or, or you know, some of those other shows, um, there's a lot of real fun movement. And my choreographer, Bobby Jean, has brought her A-game. And it's very, it's, it's a fun, it's, her, her choreography is really, really good and helped to sort of sell this, this story that we're trying to tell. And so the run uh, begins on September 15th and goes uh, for a few weeks. I guess, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, how Sorry. is the preparation for the play going? It's going really well. Um, I have a fantastic cast. Um, what's really exciting for me in this cast is that sometimes when you have um, shows that are set in high school or that type of thing, you sometimes don't get the performers who are of that age or close to that age. Um, often you have to you cast older because that's kind of who comes out for the roles. With this, I have such a young cast, and they're so full of energy, and and they make me rethink things when we're. It's very collaborative, so it's been really, really wonderful to work with these young, young, um, not young, 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 but um, young performers and actors. They're they're brilliant, and and I think it's going to be a really, really good, good show. And what is it like to explore with a young cast, maybe the music and aesthetics of the nineteen eighties? 
Actually, we're not. It's not set in the 1980s. Ours is actually current day. Okay. And so, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So,、um, the the version of the show we're doing, we're not doing the notorious version that was on Broadway for a, a blink of an eye.、Um, we're actually doing the remount that was done. We're using the、um, the the book from the remount that was done in 2012. So they went in and they cleaned it all up. Made it a little bit more modern,、um, and and it it doesn't really. There's nothing that really indicates that it it needs to be set in a specific time period, because I know the movie came out in the '70s, so you have that sort of vibe, and then the original、um, musical was was definitely set in the '80s.、Um, so we've opted to do modern day. So. A lot of the things you'll see cell phones in the show. So,、um, whereas in the '80s it would be a very different type of cell phone.、Um, but yeah,、uh, I just felt like it's a, it's a universal story, so it doesn't need to be time specific. Okay, and I guess、uh, tell me about the cast members who are playing the roles.、Uh, who is playing Carrie? Actually, we have two actors playing Carrie.、Um, we have、uh, Alexa and we have Deidre who are splitting the role.、Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty Beefy role, so we we、um, when they came in and auditioned, I was like, I can't make a decision, so、um, we're going to double cast it. So they'll be they'll be performing. One will perform one day, and one will perform the next day. And then because we didn't want them, just you know, they they really wanted to be part of the show. When they're not performing Carrie, they're going to be in our ensemble.、Oh. And、um, our Margaret is Lindsay, and she. I've worked with Lindsay before, and I adore her. So、um, she just brings a wonderful sort of gravitas to the role of Margaret.、Um, like she she gets she gets that character. So、um, who else can I tell you about?、Uh, I guess the bully, Chris. Oh, Chris! Yeah, we can talk about Chris.、Um, so Willow Willow is our Chris, and she she, she I'm not going to say she gets that character in terms of. Understanding what it's like to torment a poor girl, but she's very insightful in terms of、uh, bringing sort of not evil, but like layers of 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 nuance into what Chris is doing, and sort of she she's always kind of thinking about why would Chris do this. So so Willow's amazing, yes. And so I guess.、Uh... Like you said, you are setting it in a modern time. So, how does the、uh, set play into it in the modern, like high school setting, that sort of thing? Oh, great! Yeah. So,、um, the story itself is kind of it's a, it's weird because it's not it's not a it's linear, but it's not a realistic portrayal.、Um, the story actually takes place、um, as one of the surviving one of the surviving students, Sue,、um, is retelling the story. So, a lot of it is. The way that we're staging it, it's it's not a stationary set. For example, like it's not like we're in the school. There'll be there's, there's hints of the school. I really wanted to play with the fact that this this show is one of those types of shows that's constantly on the move.、Um, you'll have a, a brief scene in a gym, then you'll have a brief scene in the white bungalow. So for me, it was very important to make sure that the、uh, look of the show and and the design of the set、uh, is is sort of Reflects that. And Front Row Center Plays has been on pause for a while, and so what does it feel like to be back? What does? Oh, it it's for me. It's 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 been a bit of an emotional journey.、Um, when COVID hit, 
I, I had directed Cabaret, which was supposed to open. Oh, I might get emotional. Um, which was supposed to open the Friday after everything shut down. And we had gone in. We're like, okay, well, maybe because we were very naive back then. We, maybe we can, you know, open the show, not open the show to the public, but record the show. And we loaded in. We started putting up the sets. And then everything really shut down. So we had to, everything went away. All the work we put into that show sort of didn't happen. So, um, and I haven't directed anything since then. So taking on Carrie, it's been, it's been a real journey for me. It's just figuring out, Oh, I remember how to do this. Right. 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 This is what rehearsals like. So, so it's been, it's been great for me anyway. I mean, I know front row has done um, a few shows already, but for me, it's been such a new thing to refine my theater feet. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Christine, for your time today. And hopefully we'll see you at the show. Yeah. That was my interview with Christine Astop, director of Carrie the Musical, being put on by Front Row Center Players, a community theater company in Calgary. The production runs from September 15th to the 30th at Bennington Theater Arts Center. Visit frontrowcenter.ca for tickets and more info. So Jenny, you and I took in some of the uh, Calgary Fringe Festival, and uh, we want to uh, give a little bit of a, um, a review, I guess, of our experiences. Yeah, and I saw Carpool, which was a bit of a two-person play uh, over 45 minutes uh, long at um, one of the venues in Inglewood. So Carpool is about two co-workers. They end up carpooling together. Sarah Gibbs is the playwright and plays someone who works in IT. And Sue Ann Fu Johnsik is uh, from HR and is the driver in this carpool. And they are driving along the highway and they are getting to know each other. And they talk about their careers, office politics, families, and how they are different from each other and have a way to connect uh, on this carpool that they have to uh, get try to get along when they are trying to get to work. Um, it was a fun show with humor and some heart to heart, but not too much, uh, too mushy for the morning commute. And they talk about gender and the roles and expectations that family and society has for them. Uh, there are talk about racism and. Uh, having minority status, even when it's not obvious to the casual viewer. And uh, the topics and themes could take a lot of time and space to explore, but with only a 45-minute show, they didn't bog down the narrative too much, and uh, it was uh, turned out to be um, a lot more uh, comedic than uh, tragic. I had trouble with Shakespeare in high school. I mean, I had, you know, high school English teachers who I thought were really cool and I really respect. Um, but in terms of teaching Shakespeare, it was never really able to, I was never really able to get it. And uh, even though we had, you know, annotations coming out of our ears, uh, Ophelia Rising is really the thing that would have made things click for me. For one thing, it is a pretty provocative um, idea that's going on here, which is, you know, the tale behind Ophelia's death. Was it suicide? Was it murder? And uh, I would say that the play 
pretty explicitly describes how it was murder. Um, Ophelia, it basically is a one-person play. Uh, the rest of the cast, if you heard the arts, arts link last month, are basically just played as marionettes. And she is able to, by breaking the fourth wall, uh, you know, rewind and uh, jump forward to scenes and have them stop and play for our the audience's benefit. Um, I thought it was extremely engaging. I thought that uh, what the playwright uh, Gail Whiteford had as her sort of behind-the-scenes conspiracy is, in my opinion, what the true plot in Hamlet was. I, I'm, I'm saying that what the director has in her play is what actually happened in Shakespeare. Um, in this regard, I like to believe that Shakespeare had it wrong or it was so deeply hidden. Um, anyway, I could go on and on, uh, but please check out, if you ever have an opportunity to read the script, uh, P. Gail Whiteford's Ophelia Rising. And another thing, uh, Gail, in her... Um, in her interview and you know off mic was talking about how you get kids engaged with the lesser shakespeare's you know uh, amping up the fighting and the blood what was really interesting about uh, hamlet is the amount of really guttural insults that they're throwing at ophelia i mean like they're really making some you know 18 plus type references here so uh, i have to say that this uh, fourth wall like a neil simon play opening up of the script uh, and the behind the scenes of, of uh, Shakespeare was absolutely fascinating and the best thing I've ever seen done with Shakespeare. That's it for ArtsLink this month. Join us again on September 25th, where we'll be covering the Calgary International Film Festival.